Excuse me. Excuse me. What in the world are you thinking? Me, Gene, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I got to say. Cracking a cold one like a stone cold Steve Austin. What? 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 Oh, hell yeah! Oh, delicious. Delicious. Not a beer, but that's a damn good Red Bull. Sugar-free. Hope so. Um, what up, y'all? Can't be the sexy ninja in the place to be for C-Plus Studios. This is the New World Podcast, brother. It's a very special New World Podcast because it is the first New World Podcast I am recording in my hometown of Shiprock, New Mexico. As everyone knows, this past few weeks, if you follow the other podcasts as well, I had uh, my uncle who recently passed away. We had his funeral and everything like that. So we came home and we got to chill with my grandparents, go take them out to eat and stuff like that. And actually got to watch Friday Night Smackdown last night after we came home from all the um, everything. And it was late at night, but I got to sit down, pull out my phone and hook it up to their TV and watch Friday Night Smackdown. And... What this, this, this? Not only is this a special that it's in my hometown of Shiprock, New Mexico. Not only that, but it's the season premiere. It's also something that I get to share with him, with my cousin Brady. He's not a big wrestling fan, but he got to sit there and watch the show with me, and I could tell that he enjoyed it. He won't admit it. He will not admit it. But I know he enjoyed it. He had fun. Uh, we sat there. My grandma was in there crocheting and everything like that. She was like, "Yeah, she has you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead." So we watched it, everything like that. I went to bed, had my dreams of all the wrestling matches I've always wanted to have and everything like that. I think I beat everybody, but in reality, I can't, but that's okay. So I'm sitting here. Uh, I had to take a drive just, just, just for this nice shiprock morning. And I'm over here at the 7211 outside. And this is the store that I used to go to to go get the snackages for wrestling pay-per-views. You know, when I was living with my, um, my grandma and everything like that. We like, we, this is, this is where we would go to get the snacks. This is where we go to get that green chili burrito, corn dogs. And they had these huge freaking popsicles, man. They got all types of stuff in this 7211. And it, it, it's awesome. But let's just get right into it. it this, this podcast is fueled, powered, and you will acknowledge crazyhoodies.com. Crazyhoodies.com. All designs created by the one and only and mighty big Daddy, oh baby, much love, much respect. This is let's just dive, let's just dive right on SmackDown season premiere. Triple H comes out, does his thing. I'm the game. Spit some water. <laughs> QR code on his mic, but uh, he comes out and he welcomes everybody to the Friday night season premiere. We're hyped. We're ready. And as soon as he does that, Roman Reigns music hits. But as soon as that, before I talk about that, let's talk about a certain someone who likes to just say things and text things without even thinking about it. And this is exclusively going to be a shirt. Finally, after years of talking about it, called Damn It Penta. I love you, brother. But this, this dude. He has the knack of texting me things, and I knew SmackDown was going on, but I was out with my family, 
you know, having dinner. We went to a soccer game with my little cousin, everything like that. And we had to go out and he texts me. I, well, it's the fiend 100%. And I'm like, dude, is this a spoiler? I'm out with my family right now. You know this. And, you know, he was respectful out there. I was like, no wrestling talk. Please, please, no wrestling talk. And he's like, okay, all right, KB, you're always right. No, no, he didn't say that. <laughs> but he was very respectful after that. I get home, you know, Triple H comes out with the QR code. I pause the TV real quick, do the QR code, and they chose the pig, and it says, let me in, let me in. I'm like, obviously, now we know it is Bray Wyatt. Like, 100%, the white rabbit, everything like that is going to lead into the Extreme Rules. And they even had a teaser during the show where it says, like, tomorrow night at Extreme Rules, it happens, you know. And I like the little white rabbit with the X, but that's besides the point. That was somewhat of a spoiler, Penta, even though you said it wasn't. So a damn it Penta shirt is on the way. Also, also, finally, because he's been talking about it. I've been talking about it. And now I'm going to lay out the challenge. We're going to make this happen on Twitch. Me and you in WW2K22 in a steel cage match. Character of your choice. And I, we're going to throw down. And I'm going to get with you on our schedules and see how we can make this happen. Because I'm making the challenge, brother. I'm tired of the spoilers. I'm tired of you texting me the spoilers of shows when I haven't even watched the show. Even though you know what's going on. Because that's what you do, Penta. Damn it, Penta. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Besides that, it's nothing but love and respect for Penta. He's made the logo for the show, so he might sue me and take back the logo. But we'll, we'll, we'll settle it in a steel cage match on WWE 2K22. Roman Reigns comes out. Bloodline. Everybody. We the ones. He comes out. Wise man. And he tells him, uh, he's, he, at Worcester, Worcester. I, I forgot how he said it, but he's like, acknowledge me. And that crap, boom. Logan Paul comes out. And this is part of the show when Logan Paul comes out. My cousin's like, is that Logan Paul? I'm like, yeah, he's wrestling. He goes, ew. I was like, just watch. I was like, he's pretty good in the ring though. And like, everyone hates him. And then when they got into the Logan, Logan sucks chance. Oh, man. And then Roman was like, hey, man, they used to boo me, but I'm the greatest in the world, baby. You know, I was just, I, that made me happy. They, and they let Logan speak very small. It was more about his facial reactions, which I liked more. Let's play that fighter aspect of saying less. Let's let the mouthpiece of all this, Paul Heyman, come at you. And you react to it with the facial expressions. Your hand. I'm wondering if that's a Triple H thing. Make Logan say less. Let Paul be the mouthpiece. Let Roman say a little bit. Logan say a little bit. But let's let's let make let's make Paul the person that's pushing this match forward. Okay. And then uh, Logan says something in the aspect of like, "Yo, you, you say the Tribal Chief's gonna smash me? Who are you talking about, Roman, or are you talking about Jay?" A little bit of confrontation there. Everyone's like, "Ooh!" But guess what? We ain't falling for your tricks, Logan. We got the honorary Oos coming out there to save the day. And he's like, "Yo, Roman, it's this guy. He's a joke. He's a YouTuber. Look at that. He's trying to come here to be a WWE superstar. He can't. He can't take a side." And he goes. And I like when he's like, we the ones, you know, and he's doing the catch lines and everything like that. You the twos, you a big number two, you're a number two on Roman's boot and everything like that. Even Ro I think Roman broke a little bit because I saw him smile, but that, that was great. And, um, 
Uh, this also was leading to a, after after Logan left and everything like that. There was a really cool backstage segment. I'm kind of I, I'm kind of like breaking down the way to show that I see it in my mind, where uh, he's like Jay Jay says something and uh, and Sammy's like, "Yo, man, you're a hothead." He's like, "What you call me, Oops, What you call me?" And Rob was like, "Yo, Jay, you are a hothead. You've always been like that. Ah, we're tired of it, man. We're tired of it." And uh, Jay looks at him. He's like, "Oh!" And then, he, then, he, then all of a sudden, he just says, "Sammy, this is his his problem. Is your problem now?" And I was just like, "Oh, what is what?" And then I'm kind of gathered together. I'm like, "Oh, well, is he now like he has to listen to Sammy?" And then after that, there was a great segment. I, I'm going to get into the matches, but there was a great segment where they're walking back, and it's the new day. New day's like, "Oh, so he's your daddy now? Oh, your daddy? Oh, you know." And uh, Jay's getting all pissed, and then Sammy's like, "Yo, we'll see you in the ring," you know, setting up a tag match. Um, I got confused. I didn't know it was going to be three on two or whatever they they try to set up the whole thing as, but they they set up the tag match, and we'll get to that tag match here. So and um. It was just a great back and forth. And the New Day makes everything entertaining. The New Day and the Usos go far, far back, uh, you know, in such a great rivalry and everything in that aspect. So hats off to them. But uh, after the segment, we led to Solo versus Ricochet. And Ricochet, how you took that bump and you folded uh, right out, right on the apron outside the ring, man. Just, boop, boop, you know, like an accordion. I was like, ah, then me and my... Cousin looked at each other like he's dead. He's dead. Holy shit, he's dead. But he, but gladly he was okay. He was fine. Solo for the win. And Solo's looking great, man. Solo's looking great. Um, hit row came out. Then go money, 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 money. I love that. Uh, uh, but uh, Legato del. Phantasma makes a statement, and surely, indeed, everybody that comes out, uh, you know, Santos Escobar, like everything that came, like all of this, all of this, and uh, Zelina Vega is going to lead the charge. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down with this. We're doing, this is the season premiere of Friday Night SmackDown. Let's go, Dan. Let's go, Dan. While I'm out here on the res, let's go. And but after that, there was another segment with the Viking Raiders where they're going to introduce another member and then make it a little more of a faction. And that's where I kind of got concerned. I was like, let's not have an AEW problem where we have a bunch of factions going on because all these factions all have that same idea of like, yo, we're taking over this place. You know, we're taking over. I mean, one, one faction at a time, let damage control, you know, do its thing and this and that, you know, let, let's cool it a little bit and not have too many because that's, that's where I find problems and that's what... A big problem I have with AEW, like, I'm enjoying AEW now, but there was a point where there was, I, I was just sort of like, here's another faction, or another faction, or another faction, this is Dark Order, this is this, I was like, alright, I need to calm down, like, there, there's, there's just too many things going on, uh, we had a match with Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi versus uh, Sonya Deville and Zaylee, and this is just to showcase Raquel Re, uh, Rodriguez and Shotzi, this, this is just to show them, show us that they are a capable tag team, and it, it was a good match. Um, another great segment in the backstage was finally uh, Maxine comes. Maximil Malls laid the waste. She's like, Max, what are you doing? He's like, Yo, I'm not Max. This was never me. This was never my idea. This, and she's like, Max, I'm not Max. I know who I am. 
L.A. Knight. I, and I've always said I'm not was never the biggest L.A. Knight fan, but I know Penta probably jumped out of his panties. It was just like, yo! But I jumped out of my panties as well and bra because I am a D-cups over here. I jumped out and I was like, yo! And my cousin Brady was like, no, put that, put that away. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like... I've been waiting for LA Knight to emerge from this Maximum Male Models, even though I was all behind the Maximum Male Models, but it, it was just like, where could you go? Honestly, honestly, where could you go with that? You know, but he shed, shed skin. Okay, Drew McIntyre um, and Karrion Cross. this is heating up. Karrion, I'm going to say this. I'm not the big Karrion, I'm not the biggest Karrion Cross fan. I mentioned it before on the podcast. I just don't like the aspect of him being so unstoppable, especially when they, when they put a beating to him, they lace the boots up to him. Like he's just this unstoppable machine that just keeps coming and coming and coming and coming and he just won't stop. Like uh, he had a great, there was a great match in NXT, uh, but he just, it, it, like he just kept getting up and it was driving me nuts. I'm like, okay, dude, I know you're a monster. Even Braun Strowman can show some vulnerability, you know, like look at last week with Chad Gables, everything like, like was it last week or was it raw? Like it's all mashing together, but even Braun Strowman can show some vulnerability. And that's was my problem with carrying cross. But I got to say, brother, brother, this dude has one of the best interests, entrances of the business right now and music with the black and white and the music, like, bah, 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 bah. like it's intense. It's intense, and I. it's just an intro that I always, like, awe. But as he was doing it, at the end, Drew comes, boom, try to put the strap. But I like that Carrion got the best of Drew. And I like the fact that Drew always has to be the one with the markings on the back. You know, it's like, so he gets tweeted out later, I always get back up because I'm Drew McIntyre. Uh, you know, but we, we shall see what happens. But I thought that was a great way to get this feud started, you know. And a lot of things, too. There was great packages for uh, Ronda and Liv Morgan. Uh, we're, we're going heavily into this Extreme Rules. But uh, here we are to the Bloodline versus the New Day and Braun Strowman. I, I won't lie. I'm not going to lie. I, I should have known better. I should have known better. When they came out, like, the New Day and, like, whoo, whoo. I, I, I don't know why I had this unsatiable hope for Biggie. Well, for the season premiere of SmackDown, I was like, something big. I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, please, Lord. You know, I was like, ah, then, was, then Braun music hit. I had nothing against Braun. I was just like, oh yeah. I think we're waiting for a, a Royal Rumble or a WrestleMania moment for him to have that. But it was a great tag team match. Um, the Bloodline lost because uh, <laughs> they got knocked into the announcement. Poor Michael Cole got hit by Jay. But he still kept on commentating, so much love. Oh, I almost skipped that, but we got a new commentary team for both SmackDown and Raw. And we'll talk about the SmackDown team right now. Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. Hallelujah! But I heard Pat McAfee's going to come back later on after he's done with all the ESP and stuff. And I'm happy about that, so we'll, we'll keep that right there. We'll keep that right there. But Wade Barrett, I love Wade Barrett, especially on the NXT commentary. And I think him and Michael Cole will have a nice back and forth uh, with each other. So, but the bloodline lost. And what does that mean? What will Roman do? What's the repercussions? Everything like that. But it was, it was a fun match, especially when I was like, Oh, poor Michael Cole got hit. And now we're down to Sheamus versus Gunther. I will say this. It is not as good 
as their first match at Clash of the Castle because you let these two fight. You let these two beat the hell out of each other. You did that in this match. This match was good. It, it came a little close until the finish. I was not a fan of the finish whatsoever um, because that crowd was ready for Sheamus to win that IC title. But... Because he comes out, Gunther comes out, sends Imperium in the back, Sheamus out there. He doesn't have the brawling brutes with him, you know, it's one-on-one. -on -one. And, like, it's 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 a good slugfest. Like, they're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. You know, him and Gunther are beating the crap out of each other. And my, uh, my cousin Bray's really into it. He's like, whoa, you know, he's like, um, because he's really into uh, movies and everything like that. He's like, yo, that's a... Uh, uh, is it Bebop or Rocksteady from the new Ninja Turtles? Like, I can't remember to save my life right now, but you know, that's, he's like, that's where he recognized Seamus from. And it, it, the match was, the, the match was going great. And then, uh, Imperium comes out and the Braun Blues come out and they're fighting on the outside. They kept fighting until the show was over, but uh, you know, Gunther could not take Seamus out. Seamus was not going out. And that crowd was like, come on, Seamus. I was like, come on, Seamus. I was on the edge of my seat. And then the shillelagh comes and, like, you know, the finish that rest distracted and bam, Gunther hits Sheamus. One, two, three. I couldn't, I, I was a little upset as a, as a fan. I was like, oh, I really wanted these two. Man, man, we got to get three. We got to get Sheamus and Gunther three and put that, you know, put that title on, um, on Sheamus or something, whatever we're trying to build here. Cause I know we have the extreme rules match. Uh, I mean, their uh, match coming up, uh, tonight. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. You know, they really need to change it back to Sundays. That'd be great. That'd be great. WWE. But overall, I would give the show a solid four because there's just some things I didn't agree with. And that, that the main event put a, uh, like a salty taste in my mouth, but also put some excitement into going into extreme rules. Um, Awesome show. Great, 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 great. Um, but now let's get into this. Let's, let's just jump right on in. Usually on every show before a pay-per-view, especially on SmackDown, I like to weigh in my predictions for, um, the pay-per-view. So we'll see. Then afterwards I'll review the pay-per-view and we'll see if I was right and, uh, see if I can be right and start betting on these matches and doing those dual kings or whatever. They do, but I'm not going in any order. I'm just going in the order of what my notes say. And that could be a lot of things. Let's see. Give me my notes. Damn it. SmackDown Women's Championship Extreme Rules match. I feel Liv is going to take it. I, I just have this feeling that Liv is going to find some way, somehow, to beat Ronda. But I can't, I can't hate on Liv like I was before. Because I think Liv is bringing it the best to her ability and she's working on it. And I think that's just, that's the development of that character itself. Even though I found it boring, I think Liv is going to win. If Ronda wins, I I will be very, very shocked. But also very, very happy. But also very, very shocked. Because I think, I think Liv's championship is going to go a little bit longer than, than, I don't think it should. But I think she's building. She's building layers like a... Like an onion. You know, she's layers, not like a cake, like an onion. Uh, Raw Women's Championship ladder match. Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Bailey. I'm calling Bailey 100%. Let's pull the trigger right now for damage control. Let's do it. Let's just pull the trigger. 
strongest women faction right now in the first ever um, uh, ladders match for uh, a title. So a Raw Women's Championship match, um, first ever ladder match. This is going to be awesome, you know, for this title. And I think Bailey's going to win, and we're going to build, keep on building damage control to be so strong. Um, and then inside the fight pit with special guest referee, UFC Hall of Famer, Dan Daniel uh, Comier. I hope I'm saying that right. Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins. I, I feel a lot of things are going to happen in this match. I feel like Seth is going to get the win. I don't think Matt is. You know, or, or... This is where the fiend is introduced because I believe the fiend and Seth has some unsettled, uh, unfinished business, or he could go after Riddle, so we can start setting that course. Because in the poster, if you look at the background, there's a with, with this match in general for the card, there's a, a, a lantern and some uh, fireflies, you know. So right in the course, a little bit of subliminal imagery there. I feel like this is this, but this match particular, I feel like this is where Bray Wyatt will return. And the the end of the match, I'm, I'm feeling Seth is going to win out of that. And then we're going to have maybe Riddle go on with The Fiend or um, uh, Seth go on with The Fiend or Bray Wyatt. However, or he's going to return the White Rabbit himself. So that that's my prediction on that. Uh, we have the strap match, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. I feel like Karrion Cross is going to win this. We, we can't stop building Karrion Cross. And I think Drew is the perfect person, perfect opponent to start doing that. I know Drew's on his way to, uh, to going after a title, but I, I think, uh, uh, Triple H now is like, yo, we need to start building towards the future. Drew, you are good. Drew, you are this, but I think we need to build Karrion Cross a little bit more. And this match is going to be physical. I know this match is going to be physical because that's the way Drew likes to work. I think all these matches and, you know, and that's, that's, that's what's so cool about the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. It's extreme, extreme. Like every match has a stipulation and it's fantastic. It's not like, Years before, you know, um, where there was like one extreme rules match and one other match that was slightly extreme. So, but this one's like every match has something that has that extreme element and it's in Philly. We're going to be rocking. I quit match, uh, Edge versus Finn Balor. I want to say Finn. I want to say Finn 100%. I want to say Finn, even though, you know, and I missed, I missed talking about that segment on the, uh, my, the Raw review podcast where, I don't know because I think I felt it was boring. Like I love Edge. I, I like Edge. I was never a huge rated R superstar fan. When he came back, I was happy for him. But his promo when he's in the ring and he's talking, it's just I don't know. It's just one of those things like, okay, you never quit. This and that, you know, and you're gonna get a win over Finn. Even though we're still trying to build the judgment day, I feel like you winning over Finn is just a bad move. What do I know? You know, let's not keep building Finn. And there's rumors around that they're trying to, there's big, Triple H has big plans for Finn Balor. So hopefully, I, I'm leaning more towards Finn beating Edge and Edge t giving his all and making uh, Finn look amazing. So we shall see. I feel like AJ Styles is going to play some factor into this. And I feel like AJ is going to finally join the Judgment Day. We shall see. My prediction is Edge. But my hopefulness is Finn with AJ Styles finally joining the Judgment Day. Um, Six-man tag team, good old-fashioned Donnie Brook match. That is a mouthful. 
<laughs> the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. This match is going to be physical. This match is going to be nasty. But I feel like Imperium's going for the win over the Brawling Brutes. But I feel like we're going to have a fight. It's fight night at Extreme Rules. We're going to go head to head Imperium, the Brawling Brutes. Because after this... Oh, that's why I forgot to talk about. That's why I had the bad taste in my mouth of, of the Gunther versus Sheamus. Like, great match. But the weird... I'm like, did he tap? He, he did hit that mat three times. Like, uh, that's going to be a factor into this. Uh, then we're going to talk about a little bit of controversy, the ref, and then, like, they chanted, you fucked up to the ref. So we shall see where this is going to go. Because that's, I think that's where I was like, wait, he tapped. Whoa. And the ref clearly saw it. Did she? I played that back a few times. I, I You know, and I was like, did she? We shall see, but I'm, I feel like just because of the results of that, they're 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 not going to have their entrances. They're just going to go out there and start beating the crap out of each other. Who's going to win? I don't care. <laughs> I know I did say Imperium, but I don't care because I just want to see these two great teams uh, come and just start fighting once again. More too many factions playing into this. What I said earlier. But these are two great teams that are already established, Imperium and the Brawling Brutes. So we shall have just a good old-fashioned beatdown. And lots of other great surprises, I feel like, at Extreme Rules. I know Bray's going to be the huge one. It could be the only one. But here we go, baby. Here we go. Extreme Rules in Philly. Extreme! Tell me what you thought of the show. Tell me what you thought of SmackDown. Tell me what you think of Extreme, Extreme Rules. What's your predictions? Drop those comments below and hit that like button. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, like I'm very happy. I'm very giddy. Uh, I'm drinking my Red Bull while I'm sitting out here at the 7211 in Shiprock, New Mexico, talking about my favorite thing in the world, professional wrestling. And I love every single one of y'all. Thank you for the support. Thank you for always being there. Thank you for having my my words go into your ear holes. I appreciate it. And some people agreeing with what I say about wrestling and some people not agreeing with what I say about wrestling. But that's it. That's all. Like and subscribe. Share with your grandma. Share with your grandma. Share with the bum down at Walmart. I am KMB, the sexy ninja. And this is the New World Podcast, brother. And it's for life. And it's been our problem our whole lives. I don't want it to be my problem. So it's not going to be my problem anymore. It's your problem now, Sammy.